you already know what you need to do in order to create the life that you want. It's already inside of you. Like I firmly believe that God has planted it in your heart. It is in there. Hey y'all, thanks so much for listening in today to the Confident Mompreneur Podcast, the podcast by real women for real women, where we talk about real life difficulties and triumphs as women, moms, business owners, and more. Thanks so much for being a part of our Confident Tribe. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for being here. Oh my gosh, I was so excited that you reached out. I'm I love stuff like this. <laughs> well, that makes me so excited. Well, do you just want to start us out by introducing yourself a little bit about you and what you do? Sure. All right. So my name is Kate Donovan, and I am a life coach, a mindset coach, and I am super passionate about living intentionally. Um, so I initially kind of started on my intentional living journey, um, after I had two babies back to back and I was super tired and super sick. (laughs) Um, and I took a break from my business at the time, which was, um, products. I did, um, hand lettering and, um, sold those on Etsy. And I was just so tired that I took a break and I had seen this hashtag on Instagram that was slow living and I was curious. So I decided to try it. Um, And that started my journey to being more intentional about how I use my time and how I fill my life and how I create my life. And then I got really passionate about it and wanted to share it with everyone else. So (laughs) I love that. So do you just have the two kiddos then? Yes. Yep. Two kiddos. Um, they are wild and wooly. You may hear them in the background. <laughs> That's okay. For a podcast for moms by moms, we get it. <laughs> mom life. Mom life. Hashtag mom life. Well, I love that so much. And I feel like, especially as women, but you know, people in general, intentional living is hard because I feel like we're always either chasing after the future or running away from the past instead of living intentionally now where we're at. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's, that's where I found myself. So I've seen that a lot of people are either their past motivated. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, there are people that constantly are looking back. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I remember when, and then I'm a future motivated person. So I'm always in the, Oh, I just want this. I just want that. And what I can fall into as someone who's future motivated is constantly wanting the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that's very hard to be present. It's really hard to live in the present when you're constantly, pushing towards the next thing. And there's always something next, which that again, that's not a bad thing. It just, it just means that we have to be really hard. We have to work really hard to be more present. Now there are people that I lovingly call the magical unicorns that are better at being present. Um, But often the folks that are really good at being present have a hard time kind of finding their way into what's next. And they find themselves getting stuck in the present because they don't know where they're going or what they like or stuff like that. So, 
Yeah, I definitely am right there with you where I'm like always driven by the next goal, which is great. And you should have goals, but also it's really hard when you get to a goal and it's just like, okay, now what? <laughs> and it's always that, okay, I'm here. What's next? So how do you kind of link those three things together where you're like taking those things from the past, learning from them, growing with them and like taking your goals for the future and building towards those, but also all while remaining intentional and here in the now. I mean, all of it is a balancing act. It's constantly a balancing act. And that's why I'm really passionate about coaching mindset because most of the time um, when I'm coaching, mindset just comes up over and over and over again because that's kind of the key of what are we thinking about and how are we reacting to those thoughts or how are we allowing those thoughts to create our present and create our future. Um but one of the biggest things that I found really helpful is this process. It's a journaling process that I teach all my clients. Um, and we do this process of like review. So we kind of look back on the last year or the last quarter, depending on where we're at in the year. And just again, it's that it's that intentional looking back of this is where I was. This is how far I've grown, giving ourselves space to kind of accept where we're at in the moment and then excuse me, then we do the vision casting. So then we take some time to look into the future. Um, and I always encourage clients, we don't start with very specific goals. We start with really big picture vibes, if you will. <laughs> um, because what happens is a lot of times if you're a high achiever, if you're an entrepreneur, um, we get really caught up in what we want to do. And what I've found is focusing on the goals are great. But how we want to live can inform how we do what we want to do. And so I have my clients and I do it myself. We I pick what I want to experience. How do I want to feel? What do I want life to look like? What does this um, season of my motherhood look and feel like? So we kind of focus on these really big picture like vibes and feelings. And then we actually work backwards from there. Um, so that helps inform, you know, we know where we've come from, we celebrate how far we've come and all these things that we've learned and all these ways that we've grown. We kind of intentionally hang on to the things that we want to hang on to from the past. Then we get really big picture and we think, all right, what do I want to experience in the next four months? What do I want to experience for the rest of this year? What do I want to feel? How do I want to, um, like what qualities and values matter to me? Then I can start to think, okay, now I'm here. We understand where we're going. How can I experience every day with these values and qualities that I know are important to me? And these often are things like peace or freedom, um, joy, excitement. Um, I've found that if anybody here listening is into like personality typing, I found they very often um, tie in with like your personality typing. Um, so like your Enneagram number or your Myers-Briggs letters, um, <laughs> I'm a seven. Um, so almost every single time I do this, I have the words freedom pop up for me. Um, a lot of my clients are Enneagram nines. And then I also have threes, twos, and fours. So I'll see things like my people. I'll see things like peace or community. Um, so there's a lot of threads that kind of pop up over and over again. 
But those things can then help us figure out, okay, I know that I want to achieve this goal, but I want to do it with peace. And that completely changes the way that you chase after your goals. It changes the way you focus on them. It changes how you put them in your life, right? On your daily, day-to-day basis, putting them in your schedule, um, you know? And so I think that can help a lot to just really make sure that you're being intentional every day. I love that so much that you focus more so on the emotion side of things. Because I feel like a lot of the times we tie success to numerical values of some sort, whether that's money, number of clients, number of X, Y, and Z, but it's always some sort of a number instead of the feelings that we get from being there. So then when we reach that number, it's like, I'm supposed to be feeling something, but I'm not because we haven't tied that association with it. So I love that you focus more on the feelings driving it. And I think it 100% makes you more intentional in the way that you go about reaching those goals, even if they are a numerical goal. Because if you want to reach a goal with, say, more peace or something like that, you're not going to be driving yourself into the ground every single day to do it because that's not going to bring you peace you're going to be doing it in a more slow intentional way I think so yeah and I think one thing that I've found to be really helpful is a lot of entrepreneurs me included like like we said we get really stuck on that end goal and so for me I've found I get really excited about an end goal and that's a good thing there's nothing wrong with having ambition but it can make me lack um joy in the present because I'm just like desperate for that end result and so waiting for those results to kind of pour in um as you're working towards it and stuff like that can be really difficult um but one of the things that I found the most helpful is this really simple mindset hack where you think about what you want, you know, what you want to feel, what you want to experience, um, maybe when you are hitting that goal, right? So when you hit that goal, you want to experience, um, I'm trying to come up with something that you want to experience. You want to experience feeling satisfied that you have hit this business goal, right? So the desire underneath of that is not hitting the goal. It's the satisfaction of hitting the goal. And so if you are desiring to feel satisfied hitting a goal, you can do that in your daily moment right now. You -hmm. can decide, okay, I want to feel that. It's not there yet. The doors haven't opened. You know, I still have a lot of work to do and I'm feeling frustrated that I can't get there right now. But right now, what I'm actually desiring is to feel satisfied with achieving a goal. So now I know I can go wash all of my dishes in my kitchen and feel satisfied that I achieved a goal and I'm gaining that satisfaction that I'm desiring right now while not derailing my progress the rest of my life, um, you know, feeling frustrated and allowing those feelings of inadequacy or whatever we're experiencing, frustration at not achieving the goal that we want to when it may be, you know, a free month experience. Mm -hmm. So I have found with working with some of my clients and I'm sure you've seen this with yours too, is sometimes like we're so externally motivated by things 
that when when we get asked like what is your motivation what is that feeling that you want to like get people are like uh I don't know I've never thought about that <laughs> so how do people actually go about like figuring out what they want like emotionally feelings wise I just love asking questions. I am always, always, always asking questions. I will ask my clients why a million times and they probably hate me for it um, because I just think that asking different questions and often asking the same questions in a different way. Um, so in a lot of my work, I have journaling prompts that my clients work through and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I answered the same thing for like three questions. And I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> Because sometimes asking different questions or asking more questions that are worded in different ways can really help bring those answers to light. Um, so I'll say something like, what do you want to experience for the next three months? What do you want to feel for the next three months? What do you hope to achieve in the next three months? Those three questions will often get the same exact answers, very similar answers. And so then we go through and we kind of look for themes that we're seeing in our work. You know, okay, she answered that she wants peace. She wants time with her family and she wants this and she wants that, you know, and that's going to help us understand she may have these goals, but if that derails her desire for peace and time with her family, then she's going to constantly self-sabotage while she's trying to achieve these goals because she's not experiencing life in the way that she's desiring to experience it. Um, so just asking a ton of questions, just forcing yourself to kind of um, answer things and continually be like, okay, what do I want to feel? What do I want to feel? And sometimes it's just even in the moment, you know, what do I want to feel right now? And if you can answer that question every you know, once a day, you could ask yourself that every morning, that's going to help you get more in tune with like the emotions that you hope to experience or um, the kind of the kind of life you want to create. And I'm talking like that big picture -y, like vibes, you know, because mm -hmm. um, some people do want that high achieving go, go, go. My husband loves hustle. He thrives in extreme busy. It stresses me the heck out. <laughs> And so we're very different in that. We both are very high achieving, but in very different ways. Um, and so it can just help to understand that by just asking yourself, like, what do I want to feel today, every single day? Um, and you can do that just by a simple journaling prompt. Um, another thing that I found really interesting with my clients is that some of them process questions differently. Um, so I have clients that can write and will write like, pages upon pages of answers. And then I have other clients that will freeze. And what I've found is that most often the clients that freeze are not um, kinesthetic or verbal process or um, like visual processors. They are often auditory. And so some of my clients, I will sit down with them with the questions and we answer them audibly. So she'll tell me the answers and I take notes. Um, and so that can help a lot just to understand, like people have different ways of processing and learning and, um, you know, understanding how you learn can really help you understand how to process what you're experiencing and what you're thinking better. Yeah, I love that. Just getting to know yourself and what works for you in the best ways. So 
this all sounds great, right? But then a messy day comes along and it's really tough. Like everything's going wrong at home that morning. You know, you had to drag a screaming toddler into the car to get to school. Like work is blowing up. Everything's going wrong. How do we actually live intentionally even when shit is hitting the fan and things are getting messy? (laughs) (laughs) It happens to the best of us, right? Um, I know. (laughs) And I think this is the biggest part of being intentional. So it sounds great to make these goals and set these plans and I'm going to do all this stuff and we get really excited about it. And then life happens. Your kids get sick. You can't go to the gym. Um, you know, all these things happen. And so the number, number one thing that I say is to give yourself grace. Like we cannot expect life to be perfect all the time. And so I have seen so many people, myself included, get really excited about the goal. And the moment that life gets messy, it's frustrating. And I think one of the biggest mindsets to understand is the mindset of just accepting it. Um, You know, like if we prepare ahead of time, understanding that it is go like shit is going to hit the fan, that life is going to fall apart, then when it happens, we're not as devastated. We don't have this massive control over the day, over the things that we needed to accomplish that day. If you already understand life's messy and that's okay. I tell my clients that all the time. Like that's, I should put it on a t-shirt. Um, but like when life gets messy, we need to tell ourselves, this is a, this is okay. This is normal. I expected this. Now we can take the time to like, take a step back, pivot. What are we going to do? Um, you know, how are we going to salvage the day? Can we salvage the day? Um, I have clients that have chronic diseases, chronic illnesses. And so they have times where their health completely derails large chunks of their time Mm -hmm. and they will beat themselves up over it. And I'm like, you, this is out of your control. So how do you choose to live when life gets messy? What do you want to feel like when you don't feel good? And that's, you know, it sounds weird to say that, but do you want to walk through this season with stress and chaos and, and overwhelm? Or do you want to walk through this season when life is messy and your toddler's throwing a fit or you don't feel good and you've got a migraine for three days? Do you want to walk through that with more peace and more rest and giving yourself grace? Um, So I think just accepting that life is messy so that when things get thrown off course, it's not it's not unexpected. And I think that's what a lot of people do. It's like, oh my gosh, everything's awful. Why is this happening? Now we're like, oh yeah, everything's awful. This is like right on time, you know, like (laughs) we're trying to up level. (laughs) I knew it was coming. (laughs) Um, It just allows you to give yourself more grace in the time period that you're in in the season that you're in with the people that you're surrounded with. I'm a homeschool mom. So um, the, the many days that my kids attitudes have derailed my plans, I, I can't even count them at this point. I mean, it's just a part of life. And so understanding that it's going to happen can help you and me just pivot better. And now I'm thinking of pivot from friends. (laughs) Pivot. <laughs> the couch in the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Um, 
I do love though, like, and you brought it up, peace. If you're wanting to attain peace, even on those stressful days, like we get to choose how we react to them. And if we choose peace, it's going to happen for us, no matter what the external things that are going on bring to us. And that's something like I, I've taught my son that I'm like, we cannot control everything around us. Like some things are out of our control, but we can control is how we feel about it and how we deal with it. Our actions, our thoughts, our feelings. Um, so sometimes I forget to remind myself that even when I'm reminding my child of that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me so too. <laughs> you, you brought up a few of your journaling practices that you use. Are there any other like tools that we can use on the daily to kind of help refocus us in those moments? Um, so I have a set of journaling prompts and I, I should have like had these links ready to go, but, um, I have a set of journaling prompts that you can download for everyday use. Um, and they're really simple, um, but it's just three questions you can answer every single day. You can print out the page, um, and I will send you the link if you have show notes or whatever. Um, yes. we'll put but them in the show notes. I will make sure that we have that if that's something that anybody wanted. Um, they're really easy. They take like three to five minutes to do every morning. And they just can really help you kind of figure out what do I want to experience today? What does that look like? What matters? What's important? Um, just kind of give you like a, a center focus. And then it's got a little bit of gratitude work as well of like, what am I grateful for right now in this moment today? Um, I think what's been so interesting for me learning about mindset work is that a lot of the time we think that we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, right? I mean, I think we've all heard that before. It's like, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. We wake up in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. And when I started learning about how mindset works, you don't actually wake up with the feelings that you have because we had a thought before that. You, Every feeling that we experience is has a pre-thought. There's a thought in your subconscious. You maybe had it the night before you went to bed. Um, you know, but our often we think our mindset is I have this feeling that creates a thought. And then, of course, our thoughts and our feelings create our actions. But that's not really how it works. We start with our thoughts. It creates a feeling. And then our our actions and our life follows what we are experiencing from our thought life. And so when I started understanding that and understanding how that worked and why that worked, it really made me think a lot differently about the thoughts that I'm allowing myself to think. Um, and then also realizing we can choose our feelings um, and choosing our feelings can create the life that we want, no matter whether life is messy or not. And that doesn't mean that like I'm a Pollyanna, like, oh, just be happy all the time. No, there are times when life happens and you have to process anger and frustration. You have to like go scream in a pillow as a mom because, you know, your kids are driving you insane. Um, but on the whole, choosing how do I want to feel today, like in those journaling prompts that I mentioned, um, that prompt can really go such a long way in helping you create a daily habit of being more intentional about your thoughts, which is going to change the rest of your life forever. Yeah, I 100% agree. I've done some of that work too. And I didn't realize how many subconscious thoughts 
were happening without like any intention like behind them because we always just have those constant thoughts running through us and sometimes like they're from society thoughts that like have been ingrained in us from society or from our childhood or whatever and we have to actually manually go back in and reprocess them with good healthy new thoughts sometimes and that Mm -hmm. is really hard it's uncomfortable (laughs) yeah I tell my clients all the time the moment that you start working on your mindset um you're gonna notice everything and it's gonna suck for a little while I'm like, I'm sorry. I always tell him I'm so sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But it does help so much. And when I started doing that, um, I started noticing just how quickly it can happen to like build a thought. Um, Particularly, I noticed one time around like my body image, I walked past a mirror and I had a thought I'd never thought about myself before. And within three months, every time or within three weeks, every time I walked past a mirror, I could not not notice that piece of my face. And I was like, man, I just was beating myself up over it every time. And I didn't even realize it was happening. Yeah. Um, and then a friend called me out on it and that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oh, she actually gave me a compliment. She was like, girl, I can see, I know you've been working so hard. I can see it right here. It was my jawline. Mm-hmm. So I had been beating myself up on my jawline for like three weeks and she complimented my jawline. And I was like, that's pretty funny that I've been beating myself up on it for three weeks. And it's the one thing that you decided to compliment me on um, complimenting on looks and all. I mean, that's a whole nother ball of wax, but like I had been going to the gym and working out and really trying to be healthy and um, work on health, not weight loss again, whole whole nother podcast episode <laughs> yes we've, we've done that one I often <laughs> tell, yeah <laughs> I often tell women you know if you want to notice your thoughts walk past a mirror it's going to be the fastest way for a woman to notice are you ta- how are you talking to yourself how are you thinking about the way that you look about the way that your body what your body's capable of about you know what you can do as a human being yeah because that's a quick wake-up call for a lot of us Well, and a lot of us are so much harder on ourselves than we ever would be to somebody else. So I always have to ask myself, like, is that thing that I just said to myself something that I would say to my best friend? Because I don't think I would walk up to them and be like, oh, yeah, like, you got that little thing going on there, friend. Like, I would never do that to my friend, but I definitely do that to myself. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so, it's so easy to like fall into that. And sometimes like those subconscious thoughts are things like you, like you said, we don't even realize. And I equate that to like, have you ever gone to bed and had a dream about your husband and then woke up mad at him from the dream? Like we've all done it. Right. (laughs) And so that's happening in our subconscious, whether we realize it or not, you may have a thought in a dream that messes up your entire day. But if you're not intentionally thinking, where did this come from? Why am I in such a bad mood? Like, what is the what is the root cause of this? You know, um, that that process of kind of like backtracking and figuring out where these thoughts are coming from or where we're where we've been derailing our own day or allowing this stuff to affect us um, can make such a big difference in being intentional. Yeah, really. Well, and I feel like getting to know ourselves and how deep those thoughts go and being more intentional with that allows us to be 
more patient with other people around us too because we realize that maybe they're going through some of the same things that we're trying to deal with all of those internal thoughts and it's like sometimes if I don't even understand myself how is somebody else going to understand me at this moment (laughs) yes (laughs) how do you feel like uh going through and doing all of this work on yourself has changed your relationship with yourself but also maybe like your kids or your husband or you know the people around you too um oh that's such a good question (laughs) um I think it's made me self-work working on the mindset you know understanding how you tick um for me personality typing literally changed my life um And because it gave me a better understanding of myself. And so as an Enneagram 7 or an ENFP, if you do the Myers-Briggs, I'm very happy-go-lucky. I'm very like always on to the next thing. I love the next exciting thing. And so it kind of made me confront the fact that I often shove unwanted feelings down. Um, So it helped me get more open with my relationships, with my my relationship with my hubby about just being like, hey, I didn't like this because I will avoid things that I don't like and just not tell anyone. Um, So it helped me get more honest in my relationship with my hubby. Um, And it's also helped me, I feel like, understand other people a lot better where I think a lot of times we make snap judgments on how people work and how people react. Um, I tend to rub like butt heads with people that um, are very organized. So for the organized folks listening, I'm so sorry. It's not you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I'm not good at it. And they often come across to me as, you know, they've got it all figured out. And so my snap judgment is they're going to judge me for not having my shit together. (laughs) They're just trying to keep their lives organized, you know, Um, but understanding that this is a gift that they have and I can learn from them. And um, those folks that are organized have gifts that I most certainly do not have. And it doesn't mean that I'm wrong for being not being a type B instead of being a type A. Um, but also when they do come across when when the people that I kind of butt heads with um, come across as a little judgy, it's also not their fault. They don't understand why I can't do it in a simple way. They're like, this is so easy. Why? Why can't you figure this out? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and my husband has been like that before. He's like this. Why would why is this complicated? I don't know. It's just complicated for me because I just don't think like that. Um, But it's helped us understand each other a lot more. And, you know, I think it just helps ease that um, snap judgment of other people. So we we just had a podcast that was on relationships and we talked about that very thing, how people are just a mirror image of you. So if you see something and then that you maybe don't like, it's probably because you're feeling insecure about that on yourself. And it's so funny how that works. (laughs) (laughs) so quick so easy to do that and I think what's interesting um someone I know I've always felt very intimidated around her um because she is one of those very organized she's got it all together and one time she was just like I don't understand why it's so hard for you like you do sheets on Tuesday you do this on this day you do this on this day and I was like I I don't operate like that I just I cannot seem to get 
the organization level to where it just flows for me in that way. Um, but then one time she was like, I just wish I could relax when I have a few dishes in my sink. And I was like, that I can do. <laughs> <laughs> dishes in the sink. I'm like, ignore them all day. I don't even know they're there. And it was just so funny that, you know, I've been feeling insecure around her because she has all of these things that she's so good at. And she had a moment where she wished that she was more like me. And it just made me realize, you know, I think as human beings, we are so quick to judge ourselves against other people when we all have gifts and talents that are unique to us. And I think it just can help to embrace them. And that understanding, you know, that you have a special, so many special gifts and so many special talents, so many ways that you can use your creativity. And that doesn't mean that you need to create a life that you see on someone else's Instagram feed. It means that as a unique individual, you can create the life that you want to experience. Yeah. And that 100% goes back to that intentional living. It's like your definition of success and using your strengths and knowing your own weaknesses in order to create the life that's going to be the best for you and not for Joe Schmo down the road from you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I do think it's hard though, especially with social media today. It's like always playing that comparison game with, you know, this random person on the internet that you don't even know half of their life. There could be so many terrible things going on behind that screen that they never show, but we're going to compare ourselves and our actual lives to this person on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I have a lot of clients that, that comparison, self-doubt, um, imposter syndrome those things really you know come to play and I think most of the time what I have seen is the moment that we try to start growing we try to start leaning into being the person that we want to be creating the life that we want to create that's when all of those insecurities start coming out in our own lives um it's kind of like when you're thinking about buying a I don't know, Volkswagen or red car and you, all you see is red cars. Right. And so the moment that you start to kind of think, okay, this is how I want to live. Now you go on Instagram and you see all these other people that are doing it better and they're doing it this way. And maybe I should try it like this. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it can get really overwhelming um, with, you know, so many different methods and so many different ways to do the work that you want to do. Um, I just, I think it's so important to lean into how you work best and how you operate best and to stop ignoring your own internal cues um, by trying to search for the next idea, the next perfect thing, the way that this person is doing it because they're doing it perfectly. So it must work. Um, yeah, that's really important to me to, to not do it other people's way. <laughs> It's like fad dieting. There's always going to be a next and better way to do things, but that's not actually true. <laughs> you have a fix it on yourself <laughs> and like your goals and, you know, how your life is structured, not by some fad that just comes up. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me or the best things that helped me because I was, when I was starting to kind of, I was, I was newlywed. We had two babies. 
And I was like, I want to figure out how to do all these things. I, I will come out and tell you I suck at chores. Like straight up, I just, I don't love the monotony of it. I avoid them. Like I am the person that for years has had dish piles in the sink. Like I try to keep up with it, but it just, it overwhelms me. And I play the avoid, avoid attack, avoid game, you know? Um, and so over the years, I've tried so many different methods and so many different ways. And I've tried all the schedules and all the planners and all the things. And the the biggest thing that helped me was when I stopped trying to do it every other person's way and started accepting the way that I was created. And that made such a difference because, you, I mean, you know, if you go searching on how to get your life together everyone has their own method and you're supposed to get up at 5am and you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. That didn't work for me. And I tried and I wore myself out and I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so giving yourself permission to take a look at your own life and what works for you. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had people say like, they're so relieved that I'm not giving them like a five-step this is what you need to, you need to wake up at 5am. You need to do this. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to be up at 5am because my husband doesn't get home until 10 o'clock at night, 10 or 11. So we stay up until midnight, one o'clock and I need sleep in order to live my best life. So I'm the girl that gets up at seven or eight. And, you know, I can't sit here and tell you that you need to get up at a specific time in order to make your life perfect or do this perfect scheduling method. Those things didn't work for me. And when I finally accepted that they didn't, that's when I started having things that made sense. <laughs> like I was finally like, okay, I'm letting go of all the rules. What might work? And that is when things started really making a big difference. And and I started seeing the most change in my life. Yeah, I, I have like a very similar kind of story. Like same thing, got into personal development and don't get me wrong. It's great. I love personal development, but everybody telling me to get up at 5am and go work out and do my morning journaling and whatever. I did that for like three months and I was like dead by the end of it. And I just wanted to give up on all of it. And then I realized I didn't need to do that. And like, I go and work out in the middle of my day, every single day. And like, I used to be like, hold so much shame on myself that I like couldn't be that person that got up at five o'clock in the morning and did all the things and now I just like do it on my own schedule and it's so much better I do it every single day I feel happy it like works with like my you know mental schedule like because I'm very yeah. high energy first thing in the morning I get all my work done and then it's like I have to have a brain break in order to re- get going for the uh, afternoon. And so I take that time to go and work out and get that dopamine boost to keep me going for the rest of the day. It works out great. And I released all of that shame of what I should be doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. For me, um, one of the biggest like turning points with like releasing that shame was around family dinners because I grew up as like, you had to have family dinner, da, 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 da. My husband works two jobs. He works a full-time job. And then we um, have had a series of like renovation projects that have taken tw 10 years to complete. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been a lot, like it's been a lot of work and everybody thought that we were crazy for doing it. Um, 
But again, we're both really high achievers. These opportunities came up and we just couldn't pass them up. Um, and so what that looked like was me being home alone six days a week with my kids. And um, I felt so guilty that we weren't having family dinners, that my husband wasn't home and I would make him feel bad for that. Um, and then finally, I, one day I was just like, I can't live like this. This is going to ruin my marriage. Like it's going to ruin my marriage if I allow myself to feel resentment towards him for doing the work that he is called to do, that he loves to do, that I'm excited that he's doing. Like I'm so proud of him for doing all this stuff that he, you know, has such a big passion for. And so I was finally like, look, if if military people guys can go to war or their moms can go to war and the other spouse can raise the kids at home for nine months. They don't have family dinners with, you know, the other, the other half of the parent there and single moms are killing it. And I was like, why don't I just release that guilt and just realize that this is how our life is. And as soon as I started doing that, it was like all the, all the doors started opening and I started realizing, Hey, guess what? We homeschool. I don't have to put my kids to bed at eight o'clock at night. Our kids go to bed at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And yeah, it's really weird. And everybody thinks we're nuts, but they sleep in in the morning. <laughs> and that is bliss. And they get to see their daddy when he comes home. So we have a very unusual schedule and family dynamic. But the moment I stopped trying to push myself into the box of what everyone says you're supposed to do, like that's when we felt freedom. And as the seven, <laughs> I need my freedom. freedom. <laughs> so yeah, that that was kind of a really big turning point for me in realizing like it doesn't have to be the way that everybody says it has to be. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I'm all about getting rid of the box <laughs> and all the shame <laughs> and all of that stuff. So agree, a hundred percent. Um, well, awesome. Do you have any final tips, tricks, tools, anything like that for the woman who's trying to do it all, feeling stuck, feeling unhappy in where she's at, in how to be more intentional in their life to make the life that they want and they're happy in? Okay, so the first thing I would say is grab a pen and paper or open a voice to text app if you are an auditory processor and just talk, talk or write about where you're at. Where are you at right now? What do you love? What do you hate? Just get really clear on like the present moment. Then figure out what you want to experience. What do you want to feel? How do you, excuse me, how do you want your life to feel like or look like? Um, just go into as much detail as you can on that. And then take a look at those things. And I think there's like this Instagram, um, there's a picture on Pinterest or Instagram where it was like, decide what you want, look at what you have, and then eliminate the rest, right? So, you know, we can't always eliminate everything, but what things are you doing right now that are stealing your peace, that are taking away your freedom that you can get rid of? Um, you know, what things are you are you? bringing into your life or trying to force in your life that maybe need more time to bloom. Um, and just kind of look at that, like point A to point B and figure out, okay, I know what I want and I know where I'm at, what things need to change. And the, the biggest thing I would say is trust your intuition. You already know what you need to do in order to create the life that you want. 
it's already inside of you. Like I firmly believe that God has planted it in your heart. It is in there. And so instead of going to look for another self-help book or like even like a podcast like mine, I'm sorry. Like I'm always on my podcast. I'm like, if this is not helping, stop listening. <laughs> like <laughs> My methods may not work for you and that's okay. Um, but if you are listening to things, you're ingesting stuff that is not helping, stop and stop ingesting and just listen to your own intuition. And the biggest thing is ask yourself the question, what might work? What might work? Because I would bet you that you could write down five to 10 answers right away for the areas of your life that you're feeling stuck in that you already know the answer to. So ask yourself the question, what might work? Yeah. We already have it in us. We just have to listen to ourselves. And that can be really hard with all the external noise. So sometimes just shutting that all out and focusing on ourselves is really the key. Yeah, <laughs> it can it can help a lot. We make it a lot harder than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at that. <laughs> really? Okay, perfect. Well, that was so great. Where do we find you, all of your things? We want to know. <laughs> I am most active over on Instagram. I'm over there at Chasing Wonderment. Everything to do with me is Chasing Wonderment. Um, so at Chasing Wonderment, I have a online community that you can join for free. Um, that's called the Wonderment Community. And I also have a paid version inside that community called the Wonder Women. Um, because we love a catchy name. Um, and inside the Wonder Women is it's 22 bucks a month. And um, it's basically like group goal setting, the journaling prompts that I mentioned, and so many more are in there. Um, it's very self-led. So I wanted it to be an option for women who may not be able to invest in, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching and stuff like that, but they really are kind of desperate to get unstuck and start moving their lives forward. Um and if you have any questions about coaching with me, um, you can just send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I have a form on my Instagram link where you can sign up, where you can, you know, sign up for a free session and we can chat and see if we're a good fit. But yeah, so that's it. Chasing Wonderment. <laughs> and did you say you have a podcast too? I do. I do. It's the Chasing Wonderment podcast. Um, so just search Chasing Wonderment. It should be on most apps. Um so if you can't find it on the podcast app that you use, I just invite people to send me a DM on Instagram and ask, you know, hey, I can't find it. Can you add it to that app? Because I, you know, I might have missed one. So. Okay. Sounds yep. great. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. It was so much fun. If you love this episode, please let us know by submitting a review or sharing with the women in your life. We'll see you next time.